The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back. Thanks again for joining us today as we take a few minutes out of our day in God's Word on this Wednesday morning. And we're glad you're with us and hope that our time in the Word of God uh, can be an encouragement. If you're following along with us, uh, we are in the book of Matthew. We're in chapter 12, jumping to verse 9. And uh, we've seen yesterday, we've seen a little bit, uh, this is when Jesus faces disciples, or not disciples, he faces the Pharisees as they are striving to trick him up. They're trying to find a way to prove that he's wrong. Uh, they're trying to pull up from their religious side, but most of them, I don't think, even notice in their own minds how much personal tradition and personal preference and legalism they've added to the law of the Old Testament that when they when they hear Jesus speaking, they go back to their own teaching, which frankly, it sounds horrible, but it makes it really easy for Jesus. It really does make it easy for Jesus because then Jesus just takes the truth of the Word of God and comes back. One thing I love about um, studying so many things about studying the life of Christ I love, his storytelling, his way he... Um, communicated, connected to people, his passion to go out, to be friends of publican and sinners. These are the kind of things that I love studying about Jesus. But one of the things that I love is Jesus didn't really make a point to defend himself. He didn't make a point to argue with people. He just went back to truth. We mentioned this yesterday, and it's definitely bear repeating that the answer to what we're looking for is just simply that, truth. And uh, may that be what we hold on to. Well, let's go ahead and look at that truth. Matthew chapter 12, we're going to see the great heart uh, and uh, just compassion of our Savior. Uh, Matthew 12, verse 9. Now when he had departed from there, he went into their synagogue. And behold, there was a man who had a withered hand. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath that they might accuse him? So catch this. He goes into the synagogue. It's still on the Sabbath day. And and they bring him to him, and bam, they're like, let's go ahead and accuse him. Because he's not supposed to work. If he heals, he's working. He's not, he's supposed to rest. And frankly, he could have waited to the next day. And there's other people that he passed going in and out of the synagogue that weren't healed. Um, and he didn't have to. So Jesus knew it was coming. They were going to accuse him. They didn't care. Catch this. They didn't care about Jesus. They didn't care about the man with the withered hand. They didn't care about any of this. They only cared about being right and about tricking Jesus. And keep right in their wrong. But they only cared about proving their perspective correct, which it was not. So they came to accuse him, and I love this. Jesus doesn't even answer their question. He gives an illustration from what he knew what they would answer. In verse 11, then he said to them, what man is there among you who has one sheep, and if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not lay hold of it and lift it out? Now, by the way, this is what we would call a theoretical rhetorical question. In the Sabbath, even the Pharisees knew that if a sheep had fallen into a hole, it was okay and appropriate and right for them to take that sheep out of the hole. So he goes in back to the agriculture, to the farming time, and he goes right back to explaining, you all know that if a sheep were in a hole, it is okay and right to have taken this the sheep out. He knew that, so he came right back with what they knew to be accurate. Uh, Then he says in verse 12, Of how much more value then is a man than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. He comes out, he goes, listen, if you're willing in your own teaching to think it's okay to help a, a sheep 
how much more valuable would be a man? So, of course, from their, again, he went back to their own logic. He knew the truth. He knew the truth of the Sabbath. He knew what the premise behind what he, 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 he is part of the Trinity had designed. He comes back as you're missing the point. You, you're, you're arguing over things that don't matter. Uh, verse 13, then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out and it was restored as whole as others. As the other. Then the Pharisees went out and plotted against him how they might destroy him. Now it's intriguing. He heals the man, proving what is right to do. They went out to find another way, which is proving here they didn't get it here. They couldn't get him there. They had set up a trap. They couldn't get him because he just kept going back to truth and their truth, the truth of the Old Testament. They went back to the truth of Jehovah God and they went back to it and there's nothing they could do about it, which inevitably was a big frustration. But then, uh, this continues down to verse 15 as we begin to see more of the mercy of Jesus. But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew from there and great multitudes followed him and he healed them all. Yet, catch this, yet he warned them not to make him known that it might be fulfilled, which is spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Behold my servant whom I have chosen, behold in whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him and he will declare justice to the Gentiles. He will not quarrel nor cry out, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and smoking flax he will not quench, till he sends forth justice to victory. And in his name Gentiles will trust. Now, what's the premise he's saying there? He goes out and heals, and he tells everybody who's been healed, this great crowd, he goes, do not tell anybody. Now, here's why. Jesus didn't want, he wasn't, out there to, he wasn't out there to be a political revolutionary. He wasn't out there to cause grief, and he knew this was going to grab, I guess you would call, unnecessary um, tension. One, you go back, he quotes Isaiah, and Isaiah was saying he's not the guy going to go out and make a big fuss in the street. He was just going to go out for the purpose of um, working really one-on-one. -on -one. Individual people's crowds came to him, but he wasn't necessarily seeking that. He was going out to love people. And so in that, but here's the other thing. You know, later on after he raises Lazarus from the dead, that kind of became the end. A lot of attention. They had to find a way to get rid of him. So he's like, don't tell anybody uh, because I, you know, I still have more of my ministry to do. Don't make a big deal out of it. He didn't want to become this, you know, street preacher, this chaos guy that was out there to cause grief. He just literally wanted to be something we could love people and encourage people. And so you really get a chance in this section of scripture to see a bit of who Jesus was. And here's the thing. He saw somebody he wanted to heal him. He saw others he wanted to heal them. And by the way, it's Sabbath. He probably wanted to rest himself. What are some principles we pull from this? The first thing we can see is Jesus always saw people more valuable than, he, than tradition. I, the, you know, he came to reach the hearts of people, the, the, the people and the heart of people was what Jesus loved. Can I can just give a, a simplistic reason why? Because people, humans, we are the only ones created in the image of Christ, image of God. Think about it. He created the universe. He created the, the earth. He created everything around. He created the galaxies. He created all of this. He created the animals. He created all these things in nature. But the only thing that was unique to look to be in his image were, was us, was humankind. So, of course, he's going to treat them better and more valuable than these other things. May we come to the same thing. I think we live in a world today where nature and environment is seen as more important and valuable than human life. And boy, may one, we see that as Americans, as humans too, as Christians may remember, that is always the heartbeat of Jesus. People, 
their heart, their eternal soul, people. He didn't come to get well-known. He came to be popular. He came to love people. That's the second principle we can learn. It's not about how much we can accomplish. It's about how many people we can influence. And that's not even about numbers. It's not a big crowd. And hopefully, Lord willing, that God would allow crowds to grow as a result of this. But it's about the individual. May we never be more about numbers than we are about the hearts of the individual. May that be our heart. May that be our desire. Again, thanks for joining us on this Wednesday giving me a chance to be part of your day. Appreciate it. Stick with us. Every Monday through Friday, we're working through about 10 minutes a day, working through the life of Christ through Matthew's gospel. Hope you stick with us, and we just appreciate the privilege to be part of your day. Hope to see you again tomorrow.